Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and author. Hi, Karen. Hi, Michael. What story do you have today? Michael, here's one from Annalisa Prestia. I would like to preface this story by saying that I am completely fine now, and my mom has forgiven my dad for the most part. So, when I was nine years old, my mom went on a one-night trip to Orlando to help my sister move into her new apartment. We lived in a small town outside of Tallahassee, so we were only about four hours from there. I remember it was a Sunday that my dad had my sister and I, and he was trying to come up with activities for us. The activity that we landed on was to take my sister and I on motorcycle rides. My sister was the first to go, and she has always been more of an adrenaline junkie than me, so her ride lasted about 30 minutes, and she was loving every second of it. Me, on the other hand, I have always been more of a scaredy cat, so my ride lasted about 5-10 minutes. Now, my dad had this beautiful Caribbean blue Kawasaki Vulcan that I will never forget. And maybe it's because he reminded me every single day. After the motorcycle ride, my dad parked in the middle of the cul-de-sac where my neighbor was. They were going to do what dads do best, have a conversation. So I sat and I sat and I sat on the back of the motorcycle waiting for my dad to help me off, but I think he'd forgotten that I was there. So... I decided to try and get off all by myself. But when you're getting off a motorcycle, you can either get off where the step is or you can get off on the other side where the exhaust pipe is. Unfortunately for me, I got off on the side where the exhaust pipe was. And because I was so short, as I was trying to get off, my one leg got stuck on top of the motorcycle while my other leg pressed against the exhaust pipe and stayed there for a good 20 seconds before I could finally get the other leg unstuck. Now, instead of saying something to an adult, I decided to walk back to my house. It was right there and I would feel better once I got inside. About halfway to my house, I heard my neighbor talk to my dad and just say, yo, Joe, your kid's leg is smoking. I stopped dead in my tracks and finally felt the tears well up in my eyes. A couple of seconds later, I felt my dad's hands grab my shoulders and spin me around. And he just said, oh my God, what happened? What happened? What happened? And I said, I hurt my leg. He picked me up and he brought me inside and he placed me on the couch. He examined my leg for a second, having absolutely no idea what to do. And he said, okay, don't move. I'm calling your grandmother. Now, my grandmother lived right across the street. So she was over in 30 seconds flat. Once she came through the door, I heard her say, okay, where is she? She came into the living room where I was, and I said, hi, mama. And she said, hi, let me see your leg. I put my leg out for her. She took a second, and she looked at it. And then she quietly stood up, turned to my father, and started cursing him in every single language that she knew. I'm talking English, French, Arabic, probably a few others that I don't even know about. She went into the bathroom, and she grabbed a bottle of toothpaste, of all things. And she said, okay, I'm going to put this on here. It's going to burn, but you'll feel better in a few days. So after she put the toothpaste on my leg and she wrapped it up, we ate dinner, I took a shower, and then I went to bed. The next morning at around 5 a.m., I was violently woken up by my mother coming home and flicking the lights on in my room. She said, let me see, let me see. 
Now, I had just woken up, so I didn't even remember what she was talking about until she yanked the covers off of me, grabbed my feet, and pulled me to the foot of the bed. She flipped my leg, unwrapped the gauze, and said, that is not the size of a quarter, Joey. You told me it wasn't that big of a deal. My parents proceeded to have a full-blown argument about the burn on my leg before I finally stood up and walked out of the room. I went to the bathroom, I brushed my teeth, I started getting ready for school before my mom said, no, we have to clean your leg up first. So the next month of my life included me waking up a whole hour earlier for school so that my mom could take care of my leg, wrap it up in gauze and make sure I didn't worsen it and make sure I didn't worsen the injury. About a week after the incident, I remember we were sitting in a Panera Bread of all places and my mom My dad brought up the incident again, and they proceeded to have an argument about it. My mother pulled a quarter out of her wallet, put it next to my leg, and said, this is what you think that's the size of? Clearly, you can't see. And that's the story of how I was burned for the very first and very last time from a motorcycle exhaust pipe. And to this day, I have not been on one since. Annalisa Prestia, with a story about a burn that's bigger than a quarter. That's for sure. And Michael, I've got to tell you, I looked for a dad-related story for Father's Day. And I want to start by saying what she started by saying, that everything is fine and that her mom forgave her dad. And I know dads generally have great senses of humor. And she says in the midst of the story, my dad was doing what dads do best, having a conversation. And I thought that was so interesting because often people say that's what moms do best. And I thought, you know, she definitely loves her dad. Her dad took her out on this Kawasaki. Her dad loves her very, very much, cared very much about her. And these things happen. Well, her mom did forgive her dad for the most part. And I think all he, <laughs> all he had to do was admit that, yes, the burn was bigger than a quarter. <laughs> I love the part where the quarter comes out and is measured next to the burn. That was very funny. But what did you think about toothpaste on a burn? Have you ever heard that? That was very bizarre. I mean, she didn't name a brand. <laughs> no, I never heard that. Well, the reason that makes me uncomfortable is I've always read, you don't put Vaseline on it, you don't put anything, you don't even put ice on it, just cold water. Running water is the best thing for a burn. But I am not going to question her grandmother. We're already questioning her father, and maybe she knows something we don't. When I was growing up, it was butter, but now you're supposed to put aloe on burns. Oh, I, I have read just cold water, maybe the aloe afterwards. But anyway, my favorite line is, your kid's leg is smoking. <laughs> there are at least three meanings to the word smoking. There's like smoking a cigarette. There's like smoke coming out of it. And then there's like smoking hot. You know? <laughs> well, I know which one this one. And it, I, it's not a good image. Not we a good know. image. I was also surprised that the mom had woke up Annalisa at 5 a.m. I think that could have probably waited till she woke up. 
<laughs> well, I think that her mother was freaking out. Kids' ATVs, they might fall off. You don't think about their leg being uh, on fire or, okay, where there's smoke, Smoking. there's fire, right? So I'm going to say on fire. I want to also ask you, how do you feel about her prefacing the story by saying, I am fine and my mom forgave my dad, rather than letting us wonder did this end up in some horrible tragedy, both physical and relational? Well, she set it up, and I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. Maybe instead of calming us, that kind of a, what we call an orientation, or she calls it a preface, might actually have raised the suspense level of the story, because now we are expecting something really gruesome. You're going to listen when somebody says, I want to preface my remarks by. So instead of ruining the mystery or the suspense, what she did instead was she really set us up for an exciting story, which I think it was. Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If our listeners have a story they would like to share, how can they get in touch with you? May I just say, Michael, happy Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there who may want to share a story along with everybody else. Please email me at cneil, that's C-N is a Nancy, E-I-L-E, at F-A-U dot E-D-U. Our website also has information at WLRN.org. Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and author. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday. Mm-hmm.